Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast After Dark. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined here, as always, by... The bride who finally got the sound clap right on time. (laughs) Yeah, so it's been a little bit since we've done one of these, and I've had this idea for a little while that I thought you might uh, have fun with. Um, So we're going to be discussing the several instances of the legal system that occur within the course of Mary Shelley's novel. Yay! (laughs) I'm always down for um, discussing the legal system in the most uh, open and objective way possible. Um, So, let's go. (laughs) So, I guess, I think at this point it's come up before, but you have... um, your work has intersection with the legal system, so you have a little, a little and bit my of... personal life too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I have firsthand, thirdhand, ex- secondhand <laughs> experience with the legal system um, in multiple aspects, both yeah. the cop side, the court side. Um, uh, I've gotten to see how broken it is from like so many angles, so I am excited. Yeah, so close encounters of all the kinds. <laughs> So yeah, so there are there's really there's three instances where Frankenstein runs up against the uh, the legal system and and every time it's it's boy it's a, a great example of the way that the wheels of justice um, are turn. ever turning yeah um, so so the first one is probably the most well known one in the in the story which is Victor's younger brother William is murdered. And then soon after, the servant Justine is arrested uh, as a suspect for the crime. And the single solitary piece of evidence is that Justine is found with a locket that was previously seen on William's person. So the police were like, well, she clearly murdered him for the locket. Clearly. And, you know, of course... Everyone in the family is like, um, no, like we, you know, we love Justine. If she wanted a locket, we would give her a locket. She doesn't need to murder our kid for the, and she loved William. Like she was his nanny. She was his primary caretaker. Uh, this, you know, and you know, Justine obviously denies that she did it. And everyone in the family attends the trial. They all, um, testify on her behalf and eventually she's still found guilty um, and then is pressured into confessing just so that everything looks nice, uh, open and shut, and then she is executed for a murder that she did not commit. God, I'm so glad that's nothing like real life. Um, Before we move further, I just really want to... I know you brought up how my work brings me in contact to the legal system. I need to definitely clarify that I am not a system actor. (laughs) My work does not bring me into it um, on the pro-law enforcement side. I'll say it that way. Yeah, so this happens a lot. There have been multiple... Like, there was just a case that went to the Supreme Court last term, I think, And uh, it might have been a while ago. I don't know. But the guy had been 
I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. He had been convicted in Alabama, was tried by an all-white jury and convicted, and then appealed and got another trial. And then it was an all-white jury again, and um, he was convicted and sentenced to life. But there was a, a bunch of evidence that came out that he was not guilty of this at all. Like, it was very, very clear. And so it went up to the Supreme Court all the way for appeals and stuff, and it got there, and they were like, well... We know there's evidence and he's probably not guilty of this, but it didn't go the right, like it should have been presented at this juncture, or it was just some kind of bureaucratic technicality that Mm -hmm. is going to kill this man just because, you know, it worked for the people. It always works for the people who design it. Surprise. Yeah, that happens frequently. I mean, probably a really well-known case like that is Adnan Syed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where it was just completely circumstantial and the cops had their own motives. And a lot of those motives are like so buried in cop bureaucracy that it's it's so not human. It's a so inhuman approach to it. It's kind of like, oh, we have to arrest this guy because we need somebody because there's pressure and let's just get this mm-hmm. guy. 